freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 384 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is taking the lead, and our guest is Carrie Lake. Carrie is a Trump-endorsed candidate for governor of Arizona. She walked away from her career as the most highly respected and most watched anchor in Arizona to protest the fake corporate media. Carrie is committed to returning Arizona back to traditional American values, embracing our Western heritage, and creating a strong, safe, and prosperous place to raise a family. Her brand of common sense conservatism is committed to lowering taxes, securing our border, medical freedom, election integrity, and preserving individual liberties. We are so excited to have you back on. Welcome back, Miss Carrie. I am thrilled to be here. Looking forward to it. Those are all just basic common sense things we're, we're fighting for. Right. I don't know like how anyone could be against it. <laughs> That is really the thing. Uh, when we, this whole nation was founded on pushing back what a governing body could do and not do. And now it's been flipped on its head. And now it's like the citizens are constantly begging the government for our freedoms and our rights to just live a free existence. And mm -hmm. when we see candidates like yourself, who uh, get that and are trying to reset where are the line of freedom was originally supposed to be, uh, it's encouraging. Um, how is this campaign going? It's going well. I mean, we've been in the lead since day one. Um, we've watched as slowly other candidates have dropped out of the race. Uh, I'm, I'm left doing battle with, um, I call it a David and Goliath moment because I'm left doing battle with the swamp, the swampiest of all creatures who's married to a billionaire and trying to buy this election. And so it, you know, it's, it's tough because in the past money could buy an election. And I think we've moved beyond that. I think people are so wide awake. We've seen what happened the last few years with COVID. You know, many times we gave our rights away and now we're having to fight to take them back. Mm -hmm. And people are awake to what they want. They want their freedom. They want to restore uh, honesty in our elections. They want a secure border mm -hmm. and they want the rights to just live their life and prosper. And, and that's what I'm going to do as an America first candidate. But when you're going up against someone who's spending $26 million, mm. pouring 2 million a week on ads, trying to destroy what we have, which is an America first movement in Arizona. Uh, it's, I don't know the word. I don't want to say angering because I'm not angry. Um, it's, it actually pushes me to fight harder because mm -hmm. we're not going to let this race be taken from us by the elite who actually got us into the mess we're in. 
Yeah. Wow. Well said. Um, it's election you- day in Arizona. You know that, right? It's we don't have election day. We have election month. So every day from now until August 2nd is voting day. And we need to get people out to vote because it's we the people are going to mm-hmm. decide this election. Absolutely. Well, if our elections count for anything, which is one of the issues that you have been so uh, vocal about and so unafraid to just call it what it is. And our last election, if people want to say it was the most secure election of our time, if it really was, we have bigger issues than we even understand because that thing was a mess. It was a corrupt mess. It was stolen from us. And, you know, we just had a debate about a week ago and my rhino opponent refused to raise her hand when we asked, was that a corrupt election? She sat there and sat on her hands. Doesn't surprise me because when she actually was at the Board of Regents and had a chance to vote our kids out of masks and prevent them from being forced to get shots, Mm -hmm. she sat on her hands and sat out that vote. So we have a real coward. But the other thing that was shocking was uh, the moderator, who's more liberal, was saying, we don't have any evidence. And I said, Ted, we have a mountain of evidence. Mm -hmm. We have a mountain of evidence that the election was stolen and corrupt. And my opponent said, well, then, then put it, prove it, show us, give the, hand the evidence over. And I thought, I I wanted to look at her and say, are you living under a rock? The evidence is sitting on the desk of our attorney general and he's not doing anything, but that's going to stop in January 23, because we're going to pull that out. We're going to have a great legislature who's going to help us shore up our election laws so that this never happens again. And going forward, Every election will be honest and we'll all be able to sleep at night knowing that our vote counted. Absolutely. Well, who was in charge of our elections? Was it Katie? Yeah. And How she's running Hobbs? for governor on the Democratic that is side? so rich, you know. Yeah. Katie Hobbs, yeah. And the county recorders, you know, there, there was a lot of corruption at many different levels. And, and that's why I've gotten involved as a citizen and a candidate in a, a federal court case to uh, get uh, injunctive relief to take away those... Um, Electronic voting machines. We hand 100% of our vote over to three private companies to count our vote. They won't tell us how the machines work. We know the machines are corruptible. We know the machines components are made by our adversaries in China. And there's no transparency. They won't even show us uh, how the vote was counted. So we can't be that stupid anymore. We have to just say we're not going to hand over our sacred vote to these uh, companies that really probably don't have our best interests at heart. Yeah, I can't imagine that they would. If uh, if Americans aren't the ones that care the most, there's a problem. Well, who okays yeah. those? Who okays those machines? Well, the, the bottom line is we need to count our vote. We need to count it. And they, they got rid of those machines in France and they had a secure election, 67 million votes. They counted them that night. Mm-hmm. We need to go back to the small precincts mm-hmm. where you can spot corruption easier. During COVID, they got rid of, they closed down the churches and the schools. And that's where we voted. Remember, mm-hmm. we used to vote. If you're old enough, you remember going down to the little church at the corner or the school. That and is a small how we vote here yep. in Litchfield Park. Yeah. And they could tabulate the votes right there that night. They sent the tabulation in. And that's how you have secure elections. And we need to go back to the old way it was done. This I new know. way is just a breeding ground for corruption. And the people won't have it anymore. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, I know our time is very short, so I want to dive in. Uh, the past legislative session here in Arizona, we saw a bill that was focusing on 
the banking industry and how they are openly discriminating against firearms related businesses, much like Dan and I, we owned a gun shop for many years. We were very openly discriminated against. So I went and, and testified on this bill. Um, so what is happening is uh, Bank of America specifically has the, you know, uh, the state's business and they are openly discriminating against firearms industries. And what this bill was saying is, look, Bank of America, you can do what you want, but then you can't do business with, you know, taxpayer funded um, business, you know, um, um, contracts and so forth. And so it, what could voters expect from a lake governorship as far as issues like that and other firearms protection uh, firearms industry protections. It's so typical that they're going after our second amendment any way they can, you know, where they they're, they're pushing for red flag laws they're pushing for all kinds of laws at the federal level to go after our right to bear arms. And when they can't find success at that level, they go, okay, well, let's get the corporate world in to try to undercut and ammo, ammo uh, manufacturers or gun manufacturers or gun shops. They're doing this for even um, knife manufacturers now. Mm -hmm. They are trying to, they know that they've got us and we have to do banking in order to have this in, to have our, our businesses be successful. And they're trying to stop us. And we need to pass laws that will prevent that. That is an attack on our second amendment, much like the left is doing with defunding the police. When they finally realized that they weren't gonna be able to defund it outright, they started going after the police to where they would just force them to retire, force them out of, out of uh, the job that they love because they no longer love it and they don't have support. So they find a way to make their, to accomplish their mission, which is unconstitutional. And I will fight that at every level and we'll work with the legislature to make sure that that kind of banking is not legal in this state. You cannot go against a gun manufacturer because you don't like the second amendment. I'm going to remind people right now that the largest standing army in the world mm -hmm. are American gun owners. Mm -hmm. We've got over a trillion rounds of ammo out there. And that fact is the only reason we're a country right now. And we're not going to let them take that away from us because we are protecting this country by being uh, law-abiding gun owners mm -hmm. and standing up for our second amendment. It is the only thing keeping us free right now. And I wish our, our friends on the left would figure that out. We are fighting for that second amendment as much for ourselves as for them. And one day they'll probably wake up and figure it out. Boy, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, we are fighting for the freedom, the individual liberties and the rights of everyone, even those who could care less about their own freedoms and individual liberties. Right. And then the next generation who hasn't even had a chance to experience the freedoms that, that we've had, which have been chipped away. And so um, I, I really love hearing you say that, that, that you understand the value and the importance of that. Did you tell, I think, I think, did you tell Carrie that I had a thousand trillion rounds of ammo? <laughs> Not just you? you personally, Dan. That's just Dan's personal. Oh, Dan's yeah. got a trillion rounds. Yeah. I, he probably got close to that. Um, you know, and I want to say something. This awakening of the American people, in, in large part due to COVID, when we just watched our rights being taken away, we watched our businesses. Can you imagine the government shut our businesses down? I, right. Our churches down? What nation is this? 
masked our children. So, so moms and dads are waking up. I, I was talking to some uh, of my friends over at the NRA and we were talking about this new wave of gun owners, mm-hmm. of people who are fighting for their second amendment. It's moms and dads. A lot of, I talked to a mom who said before, I really wasn't about having a gun. She said, because I was worried about having him in the house. Now I realize I have to be a, a gun owner, stand up for the second amendment because I need to protect my family. Mm-hmm. And it's irresponsible not to stand up for the Second Amendment. We already know they're defunding our police. You call 911, it takes longer to get help. We're seeing how dangerous our streets are. Right. And we're seeing great things happening like this um, uh, S- Supreme Court ruling yeah. where they are upholding and, and, and showing people that the Second Amendment still stands. You have the right to carry. You don't have to prove it to anyone. And so these are really big steps happening, I think, in pushing our constitution and making sure that it's protected. And when you get moms and dads who are now saying we are gun owners and we are Second Amendment uh, proponents, mm-hmm. then I think you've, they've turned, we've turned the corner on this issue. The, the media hasn't caught up yet. Are they refusing to catch up? They don't want to talk about it. But <clears throat> Second Amendment is the most important amendment right now that we have in the constitution. I couldn't agree with you. We, more. we had a governor in Arizona that shut some of our businesses down. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, and when you have a supposedly Republican governor, and, and when I say, you know, well, why would it matter if he's Republican? Because it tends to be nowadays that if you're part of the Republican Party and, and truly, and not just in name only, that you care about the Constitution, you care about individual liberties. And uh, Doug Ducey was not a friend to individual liberties, and he's been squishy on, on the Second Amendment and um, yeah, red flag. He's he's for he's pushing red flag laws, and it doesn't surprise me that he has endorsed my opponent, who is a huge rhino, and has when she was on the Arizona Board of Regents appointed by Governor Doug Ducey, she voted to expand gun-free zones. I call them sitting duck zones. It means our children and our young students are sitting ducks to crime mm-hmm. and also pushed against uh, uh, the ability of our college kids to be able to um, protect themselves and, and have concealed carry and, and enjoy the freedoms we all have. Absolutely. And just even, you know, we all use the phrase college kids. Well, I was uh, adult married with child and owned businesses before I finally got myself to college. And so I, as a college kid, a college student, was full-grown adult, had yep. lots of responsibilities. And the minute I, I crossed that imaginary line of the sidewalk onto a campus, suddenly I, what have I lost all my training, all my morals, you know, I could no longer enjoy my rights as an American citizen, right. my sovereign uh, God-given rights. And many places that's still the case. And, and it, it really is nonsensical. Well, um, and you know how big these universities are. They're growing and you're downtown oh, yeah. Phoenix. You, all of a sudden, boom, you're stepped across the street and you're on the university campus and they think they can take away our second amendment rights. We had a, in last December, a violent attack on a female student. I think she was in her twenties. And you know, if you're a criminal, if you're a rapist, if you are a, a robber, that's where you're going to hang out somewhere where, you know, people can't protect themselves and we're not going to allow that to happen anymore. We need to start repealing some of these laws and we're going to get people on the board of regents who are going to respect 
our Second Amendment and our First Amendment. They're trying to take that away on our universities as well as they turn them all woke. Yes, absolutely. Um, I know your your time is about to run out, but I did want to touch on uh, the uh, op- the idea of school safety. Now we're talking like where little kids go, right? Our elementary schools, our high yep. schools. Um, what are your thoughts as governor? Now, currently, there's no legislation that that prevents a program like something I'm personally uh, involved in called Faster Saves Lives. There's there's no legislation that prevents teachers from either uh, having an armed response, an unarmed response, or the emer- emergency medical care that comes along with the training of Faster. Um, but as soon as we really start ramping this up here in the state of Arizona, the other side is going to start throwing laws up. And so what, uh, what I wanted to ask you is, um, if you've had a chance to even look into a program like faster or some of the others, um, if, if legislation were to come across your desk to help preserve teachers freedoms to protect their children, their Mm -hmm. students. What would you say about that? What, how would you handle that? And protect themselves. You and I have talked about this, uh, and I think it sounds like a great program. I talked to a, a teacher after the last shooting who called me and said, and she's a friend, she said, I don't want to do this job anymore because they won't allow me to protect myself. Can you imagine any industry out there where if the industry itself was being attacked with regular shootings right. and the, the owner of that company didn't protect their employees, they'd be sued out of existence. Yet we have these school shootings. We don't protect our children. Now we can secure the school itself. We can lock doors and gates and all of that, but we need to have armed security. We have armed security for Nancy Pelosi and for Joe Biden. It's been 25 years since we've had our, our first big school shooting that really woke people up. And in that two and a half decades, nothing has happened. We spend $60 billion over to Ukraine that could have secured every school, but we need trained armed people on our campuses Mm -hmm. and parents aren't going to take it anymore. They're going to stop sending their kids. They're going to stop sending their kids off to school. They're going to homeschool them or send them to schools where there is security. We secure arenas and we secure banks and we're going to start securing schools. I saw the sign in Texas. I think it was Texas it didn't say gun-free zone. It said this school has armed adults that are ready to shoot. And if you're going to come in here and do something dumb, you're going to go out in a body bag or on a stretcher. Yep. And that's how it should be. Yep. If we're going to protect our banks and our money, we're going to protect our children. And parents will not have it any other way. This last budget had $50 million to put into school security. I think it was for school resource officers. That's a great start. Yeah. But let's start allowing teachers mm-hmm. to carry. And protect their uh, students as well. Amen. Uh, I'm glad to hear you say that. I, it, if we are not protecting the next generation, that is all we have, right? Our, they are our legacy. So uh, if we are not putting that our 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 a time and tension in that area, I have no idea where our values really are. And I want to know that 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 training is that they do is stricter than some law enforcement training. It's not irresponsible teachers are going to be carrying guns. It's going to be responsible wanting to learn how to defend themselves and protect their children. Right. Amen. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, uh, we have a place up in a small community uh, near Payson and everyone carries there. It's great. I, I feel more safe there than no matter where I am. 
I mean, it, you feel small, safe in these small communities where people respect their second amendment and they carry. And nobody would dare walk into a deli or a restaurant or a business and try an armed robbery or anything crazy because there'd be 10 or 20 people who'd pull out their gun and stop that. It's and true. throughout time, there's never been a case where when, if you're going to end somebody who's dead set on killing and the only way to end that and stop that is with somebody with a gun, a good guy with a gun to stop it. Absolutely. Responsibly armed citizens. We need more of them. All right. We are going to wrap up, tell folks not only how they can continue to help you. I mean, as you said, voting has already begun here in Arizona. We are sitting in the studio uh, in on July 11th of 2022. The actual election day is just what, two, three August, weeks away? August 2nd is the election day, but we have election month and we've got mail-in ballots and they're probably going to try to pull some crazy stuff, but we're going to vote in mass. Mm -hmm. And my opponent who's spending a record amount never before seen in Arizona, she's going to spend 26 million. And that's not including the dark money groups that are trying to get her in office because they want an open borders, anti-second amendment, uh, pro-abortion governor in there who's hiding behind her record. And you can find her record. I put it on my webpage. This is a voting record, by the way. This isn't just some made up stuff. The stuff she puts out about me is made up bogus fake news articles. Her voting record tells you who she is. She's trying to hide that with uh, millions of dollars in ads. But I don't think the people of Arizona are going to be um, lied to and, and bought. So I urge you to go to my website, carrylake.com, K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E.com. You can see where I stand on the issues and you can see her voting record and what she's all about. We're either going to go the back to the old way things were done in Arizona where the McCain machine runs the show, or we're going to go America first, Arizona first, we the people are in charge. And that's what this election's about. It's a rhino uh, swamp creature an America first candidate myself. And then on the left, we've got a, a leftist who wants to turn us into California. And so there's a lot on the line right now in Arizona. I encourage people to go to my website, see where I stand on the issues and get out and vote. Send that ballot in. Make sure you don't let it just sit there on the kitchen counter or throw it in the garbage can. We need everyone to vote to save Arizona. I'm endorsed by President Trump, General Michael Flynn. I'm endorsed by the Arizona Federation of Police. I have the most secure border plan um, that there is in this whole country. It's the best border plan. The president of the Border Patrol Council endorsed my plan, said it's the only thing he sees that will work. We have to make sure we save Arizona. Joe Biden's dead set on driving this country into the ground, and we will not let him take Arizona with him. Well, thank you so much for all that you're doing, um, praying the best for you in this election. And uh, I hope the next time we speak, uh, maybe it'll be from the ninth floor downtown. The, that uh, will be great. I will Arizona look forward State to Capitol. it. All right. Thank and you. Keep so up much. the good work with your program. I'm, I'm looking forward to learning even more about it. It sounds like what you're doing is exactly what we need. Thank you so much. The Faster Saves Lives. I appreciate that. All right, Carrie Lake, uh, we are Guys. just days away from finding out what's going on with this primary. So thank you for taking the time. We will talk thank soon. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <clears throat> wow. It's, you know, she is such a dynamo. And 
I, you know, I did have a chance. Uh, we haven't had a chance on this show to interview uh, Karen Taylor Robeson. Um, she's been invited a couple of times. Um, so I don't know if we're going to get that opportunity before the election or not, because it's, it, it would be good to have, you know, okay. So Carrie's had a say, Matt Salmon's had a say, Carrie, I'm sorry, Kimberly Yee, when she was running, she had a say, um, you give Katie Hobbs a chance to, um, we could invite her. I'd let her come to the show. I have a couple of questions. See for how her. that goes. Yeah. But, um, we, we but could... Carrie has been so available. Yeah. Right? Spot on too. She's, uh, she's been on a show. What is this? The, is this the third time? Maybe second or third time. I can't remember. Um, she shows up at events when she's invited. She, uh, listens to things like faster saves lives in the middle of a crazy busy, um, campaign season. And I just really get the sense that she really wants to be a representative. Oh, not a leader, not right. a, not a controller, not a king, right? not king of Arizona. And, you know, every, even Carrie and Karen and Katie Hobbs can really only promise us, even if they have a voting record, all they can do right now is say, this is what I promise I'm going to do in the future. And so we just have to do our best research, meet with them, if at all possible, get a read on them as a human being, and, you know, also look at, around them. What is, what is their, um, you know, with, when I go to the Cloud and Townsend um, group things, they're psychologists, doctors, business people. Um, they talk about the wake. What is the wake of a person's life? And when I look at that, even talking about Trump versus Biden, you know, look at the wake behind Trump and the wake behind Biden. Biden if you know nothing sunk. else about them, right, then you go, well, what are their kids like? What are their finances like? What are their, you know, the results of their time of service had things Biden gotten sons better a great a great artist yeah whatever that you don't even hear about that anymore that was like yeah. a minute they must have had to float some money somewhere anyway so there are a lot of ways that you can judge the character of a person that you want to entrust with something as important right. as representing you as an individual in the capacity of being a government official um, and too often, too many of us just go, well, eh, they're all the same anyway, or, ah, my vote doesn't count anyway, or, you know, we just kind of shrug it off and it is too important to do that. Right. And, you know, once somebody's going to get elected, yeah, believe it or not, there's going to be an election yeah, and somebody's going to get elected and it's our job as citizens of Arizona mm -hmm. to make sure that they hold them accountable for their position. That's such a good point. Not only do we have to vet the right people to run for office, then we have to support them through their campaigning. And then once they're elected, hold them accountable. Hold them right. accountable. We, we just so often we just go, ah, all right, I did my part. I walked into a booth and I checked a box of the name that I heard the most often. Right. And oh well, yeah, the, I did, the prettiest I did posters my or, or yeah. duty, you know. 
Um, but which by the way, posters, uh, once Carrie sat in front of the camera, it blurs out, you know, the background, but one of her early campaign posters was there and it was that we can do it, you know, uh, lady pose, which I just love. So, um, I need to find one of those posters. I really like it. You know, it, it's too bad that we don't have that small town uh, type because like in the small towns, you know, we, we drive all through Northern Arizona and mm-hmm. even Southern Arizona. And you go to these small towns, you know, maybe two, 3,000, 5,000 people, whatever, even towns like Flagstaff. Um, there are, um, it's a different mentality there. Mm-hmm. The people there do take care of each other and they do carry guns and they do protect Mm -hmm. and we don't have that in the big cities you know what yeah what is it about that i mean the sociologists probably and the anthropologists really could tell us what happens and i think it's because you you become anonymous in some ways well in our community so many people that your actions can be easily hidden right as an individual um if you try to make a positive impact it's harder to make a positive impact because there's far far more people well i just look at to reverberate through i just look at it this way okay we've lived in the town that we live in now for over 20 years and we hardly know our next door neighbor we know the people across the street pretty well Mm -hmm. and that's pretty well it and the houses are close together Mm -hmm. we just bought a place up northern arizona Mm -hmm. And we just got it two months ago. And I think we know more people in that area Mm -hmm. than we know where we lived for 20 years in Maricopa County. Mm -hmm. Why? And we don't even know why that is. Mm -hmm. I just, people are more outgoing and, and, and I'm almost like in the Northern Arizona area where we live, it's sort of like, hi, my name is, if you need anything, let me know. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Maricopa County is like, hi hi that's it you know you don't really some of it too i think is we work down here and so we are like mission driven right yeah we're like i get in the car i'm on a mission pull out of the garage wave at the neighbor on down the street i come back i'm i'm on a mission once i get home uh so pull in the drive or the garage the garage door goes down i think some of that's it where when we're up north we are in a different state of mind it could be and you know it's a fun new adventure and you know you yeah but it was a fun new adventure when we moved where we moved 20 years ago and it was a fun and we didn't but the other thing is too in phoenix in maricopa county if you stand outside for more than two seconds your feet stick to the sidewalk (laughs) in the summertime flames you burst into flames like you're standing on the face of the sun i saw a video on youtube a couple days ago where a lady took a marshmallow and stuck it on a coat hanger and put out her car door and it burst in flames it didn't but you know it's that's phoenix you know but it's a great place to live nine months out of the year it so is it is really 12 months out of the year we we are blessed to live here in arizona and in this particular place part of that too is that the proximity to a major airport right so you got to have a fairly major city nearby to have a major airport and when you have that proximity to a major airport and you know traditionally a uh, an affordable airline like um, southwest now 
you know, it also gives you access to more parts of the nation where we can make relationships with people, true friendships with people all over the nation. Um, and then you have this common shared bond of the constitution and preserving individual liberties. And then that, you know, draws you closer together and kind of makes the world more like a small town. Yeah. And it really is how you interact with it, right? It yeah. is what it is. It's how you interact with, with your surroundings and the people in it. But um, anyway, we, we are just blessed to be able to do this work and know the people that we know and make the connections between people that we do. And uh, we just really try to honor that as much as we can. And, and uh, people, you guys, you listeners, you viewers out there, you are everything. Like Danny and I can have these conversations sitting at home, right? We can go to dinner with some of these amazing subject matter experts or people running for office or whatever the case may be and have awesome conversations around the, the restaurant dinner table. But it's you viewers and listeners who take those messages, take that information, take it around your dinner tables and into your carpools. And that is everything. That's where right. the rubber meets the road. So thank you so much for the, the all important part that you play in this by, by tuning in, listening, you know, subscribing to the YouTube channel, so that, you know, maybe we're a little harder to cancel in cancel culture. Um, and on GunStreamer, uh, our videos post there as well. Please always continue to subscribe and share and also hit the notifications because the notifications button, from what I understand, tells that organization, this is valuable information. I want to be notified when something new happens on this channel. Right. So um, please continue to do that. <laughs> One other comment, please mm -hmm. vote for a governor that knows the constitution. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Are, you, are you coughing or laughing? <clears throat> Both because what is that governor in New Jersey? Mm -hmm. Oh my god. I have to keep bringing him up. Oh my gosh. That said the constitution is above his pay grade. Yeah. How is that? How is that? How is that? Bill Murphy. How is that? Though? Dan's personal favorite. Yeah, I've never met the guy, but I, I'd like to. I've, you know, I'd give him a pocket constitution. There you go. I would. I'd, I'd, I would even sign and it. He, you know what he'd do? He'd go, what's this? Is this, is it, did you write a book? Is this the late? He would have no idea what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. At least he behaves that way. You know who else on the other coast? That Newsom guy, oh the guy that's a Newsom. How do you get that name and not be a Newsom though? <laughs> <laughs> you have to be right okay i think you're looking for nuisance but anyway same it thing. works it works all right we got to get out of here but Newsome, um, Newsome. it's all the same hey pray for our nation absolutely please pray for our nation pray for people in leadership positions pray for our elected officials people who are are running for office pray that they really their heart and their mindset are right for the job they are to be public servants right? Servant leadership. Did you just laugh again? I, I just had a <laughs> conversation with Nancy just now. Oh, gee whiz. Nancy Pelosi. Well, you the said aunt it. of Newsom. Yes. Did you know that? It's Supposedly. a family affair. It is. Yeah. So 
anyway. It's very- How do you go from average person to multimillionaire being a politician? How do you do that? Maybe her family has money. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe their family has money because she's a politician. Yeah. Maybe. Who well, knows? It's interesting. You know what? It's California. You know, it's different country. That um, Martha Stewart actually went and did prison time for insider trading. And Nancy Pelosi just recently stood in front of all the news cameras and said, well, of course we're allowed to, you know, buy and sell stocks just like everyone else well they know the laws that are being discussed and about to be passed that they're whipping votes for and everything else so how is that not insider trading the stuff that goes on there's a joke in there somewhere and i can't figure it out probably all right you can tell me later all right we have got to get out of here uh please we already prayed for everybody even the ones you don't like. Oh, the ones you just cannot. What about the ones you just like? <clears throat> what do you think you should do? Pray for them too. Yes. Maybe especially pray for them. Right? Okay. And then pray for yourself that you get your heart right. <laughs> right check your heart. Check your heart. All right. Bless folks, heart. Thank you so much for um, taking us where you go and taking us into your family's conversations. And until next time, be good to each other. Have a great God bless. Bye-bye.